0: For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in game stats, and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Track-
1: What's up everyone you're listening to at the bridge pod episode 42 and today we are going to be reviewing a classic match and that match is from all the way back in 2012 it's a Champions League last 16 second leg tie it's Chelsea versus Napoli at Stamford Bridge so let's get this episode on the road. Welcome back everyone to another episode of at the bridge pod. I'm your host, Mikey, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Hello. Now, this is going to be going out tomorrow, so when you're listening to it, it will be Saturday, the 20th of March. We're obviously going through an extremely, extremely difficult time. The whole world is, it's, you know, so stay safe. You know, you'll hear Chris coughing. He's got a cold. He's all right. He's just got a cold. Just about. Men- Men- just, Men- <laughs> is yeah, he's he, a he serious problem. At, unfortunately, as uh, I heard on a podcast on the NFL podcast today, it was you have the little C and the big C. Now we know what the big C is, but the little C is cold. He has the little C. But um, yeah, we've got we're going we're going to be bringing out some content. Obviously, we had an interview last week with um, Tim from Superborne Pod, which was well received. Great guy. Next week, we've got another interview with Neil from Paul McGrath for the Love Paul McGrath podcast. Obviously, I'm going to talk to him about the Villa game against Chelsea. That's not going to happen, not for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we've got that. Uh, got a lot of content coming up. We've got some cult cool heroes and obviously some top fives, as you've seen on Twitter. Today, it's, as the title says, classic match. Now, we had this all wrote up before Jose Mourinho took over at Spurs. So, this has been a little bit a nice little backup we've got bringing in. Yeah, so, yeah. Contingency plan. We it's been sat on my. It, this is for episode twenty five. This was meant to be. So this is a long time ago. We're now on episode forty two. Wow. 42. wow. Yeah. Well,
0: Fifty. I didn't even that.
1: Wow. Yeah, nearly. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, it, it's it's a classic match. It's Chelsea four, Napoli one. It was on the 14th of March, 2012, nearly eight years ago. Well, it is eight years ago. It was over eight years ago now, as it was last week. Uh, We obviously won 5-4 after extra time. I mean, before we go into the details of the game, which we are going to break this down and have a good little uh, reminisce, what were your thoughts of that game? What what comes to mind when you think about that incredible second leg?
0: I mean, yeah, I always remember this leg. Because the day after um, we beat Napoli 4-1, I actually had a tour around Stamford Bridge. So I was actually stopping at my cousin's house in London at the time when this game was going on. So I wasn't too far away from the ground at the time. So I always this game in a special place because the day after I went to Stamford Bridge. When I walked into Stamford Bridge the day after, you could just feel something special had just happened and there's a real... Even though no one is there, there's a real atmosphere that was almost silent. It was... It was quite surreal, really. Um, but you knew something special was going to happen that season after that game. It was an incredible feeling just walking around the place, and you know, incredible game, incredible feeling to win. Great goals, great performances from Drogba, Lampard, Ivanovic with the goal to get us through. And yeah, it's just, just superb. And you know, as soon as we won that game, I just thought we were going to get far in the tournament. Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> what, what a ge- what a game! I mean, yeah. that was, it was such a, it was such a difficult, no one, no one uh, had done, and I, I, I believe that no side had been able to overturn an English side when they'd lost to an Italian side in the first leg, they'd never been able to overturn it.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we were really bad as well in that first leg, I mean, I know VS Bowers is in charge, of, but we were really, really poor, and you just thought we weren't going to get through, it was too much of a deficit, and, and you know, fair play. Chelsea did what Chelsea does, and we
1: we got through somehow. Well, it was it was the third game of Di Matteo's reign, because he took over on the 6th of March. Yeah. And obviously, we played Birmingham City in the FA Cup. We won 2-0, then we played Stoke, won 1-0. And obviously, the big one, the Napoli game. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was such an, a hero for... It was, I don't know whether it was more the team or maybe I know this lot has been said over that 2012 champions league victory. I mean, we all know the final we, we've rode our luck and we've won brilliant, you know, but Di Matteo, he had what he had in front of him and maybe it was almost like an Oli Gunnar Solskjaer effect where you just get the feel good factor back into the stadium, back into the dressing room. And that carried with momentum because you know, he took on Napoli. He overturned it. He took on a very good Benfica side. Yeah, yeah. Won both legs, and then that incredible semi-final two-legged affair against Barcelona. Uh, you know, Andre Villas-Boas. He might have got us into that last sixteen, but it just wasn't working. I mean, we all know where we finished that season as well in the yeah. league. It yeah. just didn't work. And it was such a shame because I, I I do like to, I do follow what AVB's doing at the moment. He's at Marseille and he's doing quite well before obviously the season got uh halted. But, you know, it just didn't work for him. And something under Di Matteo, it worked, which AVB just couldn't get out of that team, especially in the Champions League.
0: No, I totally agree. I, I think you're right. I think it with, uh, with Di Matteo, I think it was sort of the Solskjaer affects the sort of the nostalgia. It, it just seemed to work, and you know, he got the crowd back on the side when V S Boas had lost them. He got the respect to the players, which I don't think V S Boas had. I think V S Boas came in and he, he tried to do too much too soon. Which when you got players like Lampard and your Terriers and your Drogba's and your, your big players and your big egos, and V S Boas was quite a new manager at the time. He's quite inexperienced. <clears throat> Excuse me. He um, I don't, I just don't think it fit Chelsea at the time, and I don't think it was what. Chelsea needed, but. <coughs> oh, sorry, there's a cold kicking <laughs> in. But, um, but yeah, I think Timoteo came in. He did really well to begin with, and then obviously the season after, he won the Champions League. He got found out a bit, but I think what he did that season, you know, it doesn't matter what he did after that, after winning the Champions League. Superb end of season. It was incredible. He'll forever be. He'll forever have a special place in my heart, anyway, Timoteo.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <coughs> I- iconic player for <coughs> us. His career obviously cut short with or, or with injury, which such a shame for us, such yeah, a nice guy yeah. and such a clearly talented player as well. But you know, it didn't work out from the second season. But that's not that's not what we're here for. We're here no, for the exactly. we're here for the Napoli game and the teams that day. You had for us you had Petr Cech, Ivanovic, David Luiz, John Terry, Ashley Cole. That was our defensive unit, which you know. He might have, you forget, I think, especially with Ivanovic, you forget how good of a player he was. You know, yeah, he definitely. did, his end of his Chelsea time weren't the best, but when he was in his prime, wow. what a player. And then you go into the midfield and this is where my heart weakens a bit because this is such a cult midfield and one of these particular players, we should never have sold him, but you'll know who I mean. We had Ramirez, we had Michael Essie, we had Frank Lampard. And, of course, the guy I'm on about, Juan Mata. Oh, wow. I mean, he was up us for two and a half seasons, and then two full seasons. He was our player of the season in both. That, that- yeah,
0: what player? I mean, when Mourinho came in and just didn't like Mata, I was so... So confused because, you know, obviously he'd been our best player for the past two years before that. And you just thought, how can someone see something that we don't? Because Master, for me, was technically so gifted. Great left foot, great intelligence. Was never the quickest, but he always found a pocket space. He'd always score goals, get assists. And he always worked hard for the team. And that's all you wanted from a player. And for Mourinho to sort of almost throw him under the bus, it didn't really make sense. Um, No, But another player in that midfield that I really liked and really versatile player, (coughs) <coughs> was Ramirez I thought he was fantastic
1: and that's yeah in Barcelona oh what that is such an underrated go- I think people do forget that he was a top player
0: yeah I mean yeah to begin with when he first came in he was he wasn't the complete article he was very raw but as he got more games and got accustomed to English football he was a brilliant player really versatile really quick <coughs> and he was a really important player for Chelsea especially in the Champions League that year because I think he played left-back, centre-mid, on the wing. He played everywhere.
1: and he, Without him, you could say that he wouldn't have won the Champions League. No, totally <laughs> agree. And up front, we had Didier Drogba, oh the king. <laughs> and and a guy who's been in the news recently, not for good reasons, uh, but I don't know how his suspension is going to work now. But anyway, Daniel Sturridge. And I, I, he, he did, he weren't great for us, but, you know, so be it. Substitutes, John, John uh, Ross, Ross Turnbull. Uh, Fernando Torres, John Obi Mikel, Florent Malouda, Jose Vozingua, Solomon Kalou and Gary Cahill. And obviously we were playing a team of such iconic names in this Napoli side as well. You know, you've got the likes of the front three of Hamzik, Cavani and Levetzi. Now this was prime. Those trio were in the prime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, what, what could you say about them three? Wow. No wonder, no wonder we got beat in Naples because that day, you know, everyone knows about how good Napoli were and that front three because we tried to sign two of those as well in Cavani and Lovets. I always remember the apparently radio Napoli saying that Cavani agreed to move to Chelsea and it never happened. He went to PSG and I was so gutted. Yeah, I mean,
0: Cavani yeah. looks. I mean, like you said, that was his prime sort of era and Lovetsy, I thought Lavetsi always looked really, really good and then all of a sudden he went to China. I thought, Oh, no, he went, to I know. he went to
1: PSG, didn't he, first? Yes, he went to PSG, and then it was after that. Actually, I think it was in the summer after that. that, that was This was his final season with Napoli before he went to PSG, and then obviously went to Hebei China Fortune after. Well, I, so, I was really gutted
0: when he went to PSG, because I thought we could have signed him. Um, but, you know, he went to PSG, and then you didn't really hear
1: much of him. But those three were a force to be reckoned with in Europe and in Syria. So. Oh, incredible, incredible. Career, he's. I mean, he's retired now. best is, which is really crazy. to think but you know, he only won one trophy at Napoli, and that was obviously the Coppa Italia in that season. And obviously, he won he won four league titles at uh, PSG. You can't. You're always probably guaranteed a league title at PSG. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah great front three. So, yeah, we'll go into the um, the game itself. Obviously, we'll start off with the first goal. And it was a one, one nil up, Chelsea go straight one nil up, 29 minutes. It's a Ramirez cross to Drogba for the opening headed goal. It's, it's beautiful. The header, it's just, it's just perfect. It's prime Drogba, isn't it, that header? It, it, it's something from a video game, how he just sort of heads it and it goes in. And, you know, I think that got, especially because it's, when Drogba scores, it's a bit like, I'd say it was almost similar to the Gerrard moment of the Istanbul final when it's yeah. that kind of player who's synonymous with a team, when they get that goal, you you know, it could have been him or John Terry. You know, if it was one of them two. Or even Lampard as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, that you, the belief sets in. It just sets in. And, you know, we all know what kind of an inspiration Drogba was in that side. Yeah, he, I mean, you
0: talk about big game players. He was the biggest game player. I mean, he was... The perfect man for a big occasion. Whenever yeah. we needed him, he performed. And against an athlete was no different. Got the first goal, important goal. If that has scored the first goal, <coughs> we
1: yeah, you, you, we we would have been absolutely out of it. It's just how you know Ramirez. He crosses it in, and it's going into the box, swinging towards the penalty area, and which is there, slight diving header. Uh, it just checked that. That was it. I feel that was when almost we we were we were always quite confident that we can you know, overturn it. But we really did believe from yeah. that moment that yeah, this, this could be our night. And then obviously the next time, JT, he makes it 2-0 from a Lampard corner. It's another classic John Terry-headed goal from a set piece. And back in them days, no keeper stopped those. <laughs> they no, simply I'm- didn't.
0: You know what, I feel that's what we miss this day and age. I mean, it feels like forever since we last saw a game of football, but um, I feel that's what Chelsea miss these days, is a presence in the box. I know we've got Rudiger, I have got Tammy, who's four, but we miss that powerful centre-back who can make that late run and just score a header from a corner or yeah. a piece. Like, Ivanovic was good at it, Terry was good at it, Cahill was
1: good at it, but now we don't have that, and that's what we're missing at Chelsea at the moment. It, yeah, I feel that. That we've said it before. When we, I mean, it's a common thing now purely because you retain possession tactically. But short corners, you know, every time the ball goes in the box, certain teams. You think of, you know, Burnley. Yeah, I, I, I can think of a couple of players that oh, they're going to score a header here. Yeah, when, Chris Wood, yeah, players like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then I think of Chelsea at the moment, and I. I Headed goals don't come into it; they just don't. Well, and when it's you some- think
0: about it? When, when is that something you saw Christensen score a header?
1: Yeah, oh, I can't even. No, not a single. Not off my memory. But well, he
0: hasn't. So I mean, oh.
1: there we go. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's it's one of them, really. You think I, I, I definitely want that? You know, we'll probably end up talking about that in a couple a, a week or two, however, we, whenever we film it, uh, uh, yeah. record it about players to sign in the summer. But I think a player that can head the ball in the net from a corner would be a, a prime. A prime yeah. candidate. Yeah, so, definitely. yeah, it didn't all go away. It was it was two one after it was two one. It was two one after fifty five minutes, and that was because of Gocken Inler. Uh, he chests down a clearance from JT. We volleyed it past Czech, was it? Yeah, he uh, yeah. does like a half volley, and it's into the corner. It is a good strike, and yeah. it's one of them that you think, oh, no I'm stopping that. You know, fair no, play. it's a good finish. I don't think Czech moved today. No, didn't move. He just watched it go in the corner. Yeah. And you could think, I, I, I was critical when I was almost, I was quite young, and I'd think, why don't you just die? Some keepers just stand. there. you, you, you forget. You've seen the ball come through a body of players. You can't stop that. And no, by the time good. you're seeing it, your reactions, you know, you're like, I'm not going to get that. Thing is as well. I mean, if he's seen it like, and he's already going one way, and he's always
0: got his all his weight, planted on the opposite foot. It's, it's really hard to just change direction and sort of dive. I mean, if, even if he had dived, I don't think he would have, would have saved it. So it's a good finish. And when that went in, I remember thinking, oh, no, here we go. Are we going to well, battle this? So we, we well, it's the near. away
1: goal, isn't it? The away goal <coughs> advantage exactly, is instantly yeah. gone. And it's been ruled out. It's, we've got one each. And we're also 4-3 down. Yeah. Are we 4-3 or is it? No, we, we need two. Because obviously five for an extra time. Yeah. But next up, it's we get a gift, a descender, a descender handball. Yes. And so, what can he say? There's no arguments there. It, and then obviously the, the pressure. You know what what's coming? It was a, it was Novakovic header at the time, and disener's <coughs> It's a great save. Yeah. And then all the pressure's on Frank Lampard, and he, he just delivers the perfect penalty to take to extra
0: time. Again, though, I mean, you talk about big plays and big characters and big moments as well. Lampard and Drogba and Terrys, they was always there, and you know they'd always pull th- Chelsea through. It's amazing how many times that they did that for us, and that's why they got yeah. to be up there for the greatest Chelsea players. Oh Drogba, God, yeah. Drogba scored in four FA Cup finals, one Champions League final, won us the Champions League. Lampard—I mean, how many moments has he oh, performed in a big game for us? How many penalties has he took? Terry. I mean, the greatest captain Chelsea probably ever had. I mean, big players and you need the big moments from them, and they really pulled us through on this night. And for Lampard to take
1: that penalty and put it away like he did, it's an incredible thing to do, really. Yeah, I mean, you don't. You, I mean, the, the the force he hits that with it's similar. It's almost like you just you just know you're quite confident, and it's it, the pressure on that would have been absolutely insane. But
0: I mean, they'd done it before, so I mean, yeah, you must have felt the pressure, but. He'd, he'd been there, he'd done it. So he, he knew what to do. And if, if he weren't comfortable, he wouldn't have took it. But Lampard being Lampard, being the great leader that he, he is, he was always going to take it. He was always going to score.
1: Mm. Oh, hundred percent. And you, you felt, can't we, it's like when it's um, David Luiz, you, you look at the run up and you think, oh God, but you already know that's probably going to go in. That's yeah, I mean, the beauty of it. With, with Lampard
0: and Luiz, now they take penalties, you, you know, they're not going to place this. They're going to hit this with some force. It's not like Jorginho or Hazard where they step up, do a little bit of a shimmy or a stutter and just place it into the corner. Lampard, David Louise, they just run up and hit it. And I think that's the best way to take a penalty personally. Just smash yeah. it. If you hit it with yeah. so much force and the keeper goes the right
1: way, chances are they're still going to save it. If they save it, fair play. It's a bit different now with the modern hop, skip and a jump that we have, we were accustomed to as Jorginho. And obviously you see other players do it. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes, uh, Josef Martinez of uh, Atalanta, no, Atlanta United, sorry, in the MLS. But when they fail and they get saved, you just look silly. You look yeah, exactly. absolute. It's so crazy. When he, and I think Hazard had a habit of doing the hop skip, didn't he? At, at some point.
0: Yeah, he was very casual. I don't know if he ever did like a little hop and a skip, but he was very sort of casual, casual and always sort of placed the ball. That's the risk.
1: It, it's such the risk, but. Yeah, we take it into extra time. And then, of course, Ivanovic, Ramirez, he passes the ball through the eye of a needle between two Napoli players. And he, was, he did some quite decent work on the uh, the right side that day. But he passes it, goes to Drogba, and then he just slots it into the box. And so strong, so fierce from Ivanovic. And it just goes flying past Morgan de Sanctis. And we're, we're four one up. You know, he, he goes straight down the middle of the goal as well. It's not, it's not a beauty. It's just a fierce, hard strike. Yeah, I mean, he is it with some force, hasn't he? I mean,
0: I think, I, I, don't, I don't really remember what call it went in. I, I couldn't even told you that it went through the middle. But, you know, I don't care. As long as he hit the back of the net, I was happy. And it did. So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> it's a great strike from Ivanovic. And again, Ramirez popping up in those places. He was so versatile. He was everywhere. And Drogba, great pullback for Ivanovic. Perfect pullback. Perfect, perfectly weighted. Ivanovic just get it on target you know yeah. as a defender
1: if the ball comes to you like that you just smash it that's all you do and get it on target and he did and obviously full-time whistle guy. it's the passion the passion after that gate after the full-time whistle with Drogba and Terry and then Lampard giving a hug to Di Matteo and you, you do think it's kind of one of those moments that you know of course you don't know if you're how it's going to play at the rest of the tournament, we could have easily been knocked out against Barca or even lost in Munich. But you look at it and you think, it, now we look back on it, you think, this is some, this is going to be special this season.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It, it was almost like it was written in the stars. Um, it Just everything, about every game we played that year, it was almost as if it was meant to be. I know that's so cliche and cringy to say and cheesy, but it really was just meant to be. I mean, you know, Ivanovic scoring in the extra time. You had the Torres goal against Barcelona. Morales smashing the back of the net off against Benfica. And in Bayern Munich at the Allianz Arena, we saved the penalty in extra time. Drogba scored in the 88th minute. And then for Drogba to score the winning penalty. It really was just meant to be that season. And like I said to you, when I went to Sanford Bridge the day after, it was just a special atmosphere. And I think everyone kind of knew that something special was happening but i don't think anyone realized how special it would become towards the end of the season
1: yeah i, I mean it was one of them everything was stacked everyone knows how stacked against it was in the uh, champions league final you know in munich and obviously a little connection there napoli were in group a with bayern munich obviously a finished second runners up everything's just above man city for that obviously to get us in get us in the next round but You know, we didn't have it. I thought our group was reasonable at the time. Yeah. You know, we had a Leverkusen side that were quite decent. We had Valencia again and Genk, who were kind of the whipping boys of the group, almost like Lille this season. And yeah, it was just such a special, special game. And of course Barcelona was a special game, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in the far future. But yeah, I think back on it now, just how Important that event was. I mean, the team, the fact that it was such against such a strong Napoli side, we were pretty much ruled out. We were dead and buried because of what had happened in Naples. No one really gave Di Matteo a shot at even getting out out of that knockout round, let alone get to the final. And irrelevant of whether it was a new manager bounce, feel good factor or not, that this that is why that 2011-2012 side it weren't the best we weren't the best team and we certainly weren't the best in the league. And maybe a lot of those stars were kind of coming towards the, off the end of their prime spells with the, the club and in football, but you can't forget or rule out just how sometimes it's the collectiveness of the team and not the individual. Sometimes the best team will, the, with the players in their best prime states, they don't win anything. You know, you know we've what? seen that in years. Yeah. It
0: shows how important leaders are for a team. We haven't got that at the moment. No, the spine of that team. Terry, Lampard, Drogba, Czech, Ashley Cole, Ivanovic. Yeah. I mean, leaders on and off the pitch, and that's what you want. If you have a team full of leaders, that can get you so far.
1: Exactly that. And hopefully we'll have another game like that. We might, if obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Bayern Munich and the champions league. We, we, we don't know how that's going to be resolved, but I would absolutely love another passionate display. Cause, cause again, this season, we're not, we haven't got the best team no. and we're, we're probably, we're, we're the best of the bad bunch outside of Liverpool and city because there's so much transition going on and everything, but you never know. You, you, you never know. we, to lose, we lost heavily to Bayern. We might go and beat them if if we get to play that game at some point. You never know. You have to just you have to keep the faith. And we showed that. You know, the fans backed the team, the players showed the faith and the hope on that night in London. And obviously, five four in aggregate. We got through. And the rest is history. We already know the rest. So yeah. Obviously with what's going on we will we will be back we'll be back next week and we've got a an interview special episode lined up and then after that we've got a cult heroes and i think is it till the end of april end the of april. so-called suspension is apparently which yeah. could be extended no one seems to know and we're not going to know until obviously much closer to the time but we're going to keep providing content so don't right. worry you'll get an episode each week some might be longer than others some might be a bit shorter but you know you'll still get content so that's the main thing and you know both of us obviously wishing everyone well stay safe stay healthy and i feel that with that that concludes this episode of at the bridge pod and this classic matches special so with that this is myself mikey and chris signing off We will return next week where we will talk all things Chelsea. So until then, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at at @thebridgepod. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time...